I've been told to come down lither. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, while you're standing, um, there's something that I think is so important to do. Um, everything that God does and that we should do is preceded by, by this thing called honor. Amen? What you dishonor will leave your life. Did you hear that? What you dishonor will leave your life. But what you honor, you attract more of. If you dishonor your body, what happens? It leaves you, right? You dishonor your money, it goes too. And um, in a place like this, in a city like this, you have the finest pastors in the world. You hear me? You got to go somewhere to know what I'm talking about. You've got the finest pastors in the world. And it takes a, it's a poor frog that can't praise its own pond. Well, you got a bulldog right here. You got a bullfrog right here. One more time, put your hands together for Dr. Peter and Phyllis Dosick, please. Hallelujah. And while you're still on your feet, I have my wife with me this time. They, you told me I couldn't come back without her. And so, Miss Leilani, show your hand and just say hi to everybody. She is a peanut butter to my jelly. Come on. Hey! <laughs> uh, you ready to have some fun tonight? All right, Father, thank you for this privilege you've given us, an opportunity to look into your word and your truth. It is our desire of all things that nothing other than what you want done tonight will be done tonight. With all the fasting and prayer uh, done, the bottom line is what you're saying is what we want to do. Give us grace, clarity, courage in Jesus' name. Every hindering force, we put you on notice tonight. We bind you in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Just bind him in Jesus' name. You can't have any operation. You can't have any movement whatsoever. And we loose the working of miracles. We loose divine operations. We loose sudden revelation. We loose bone-crushing truth in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Glory to God. Before you take your seat, tell two or three people, ask them the question, are you really saved? Would you do that? No, don't, don't answer because you might be lying, but, but just ask, just ask, are you really saved? Because I'm not sure. I just want to ask. <laughs> are you really saved? <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> wow, this is really a wonderful opportunity to be to be here and to be back. I don't take it lightly at all that that Dr. Dosick has uh, asked asked us to come. Um, it's not lost on me that he could have anybody he wants to come through here. It is not lost on me at all, and um, I'm honored by this opportunity to to share to share a truth. If you have your Bible, that's a good thing, and sometime tonight we'll probably use it, all right? <laughs> that question I just asked, are you really saved, is actually what we're going to talk about today. I mean, I'm taking a big risk here because probably everybody here is either a partner or a member of this church or a Christian, unless you got lost on your way here. 
and uh, that has happened. We had a lady in our church many years ago get saved because she got lost and stumbled into the church to ask for directions. And so praise the Lord. So it is possible that you're here for those different reasons. But I do have an assignment tonight, and it's one thing to put you in remembrance of what you already know, challenge you on some things that perhaps you're not doing, and release some other things that you're destined to walk in and to be a part of. So if you do have that Bible, I want you to turn to two places, please. Psalm 103, and we're going to read a few verses there, and then... You can find us over to Matthew chapter 18 and uh, verse 11. Just two of, those, two of those Old and New Testament. That sounds pretty Baptist, right? You got to have Old and New Testament reading. <laughs> and uh, so I'll be Baptist just for a moment, all right? Just for a second, then I'll come out. Don't worry. I shall come out from among them. All right. Psalm 103. Praise the Lord. Did you get... Did you get blessed and challenged last night? My God. Glory to God. What a truth. What a revelation. Psalm 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeems thy life from destruction, who crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. All right, amen. Can everybody say amen? All right, go with me to Matthew chapter 18 there, just one verse of scripture, 18 and 11. All right, here we go. For the Son of Man is come to save that which is lost. You will find in the scriptures the word to, the verb to save. You'll hear the word um, be, be made well. You'll hear the word uh, your faith has made you whole. You'll see that in the New Testament at least 100 times. I think if God repeats himself enough, that should give us a hint that it's something very important to, to him and to us. But let me share this with you as we go into this a little bit. And I really believe that you are the right people for this message tonight. Now, now, most of us actually are New Testament believers, but we act like old covenant saints. May I say it again? Most of us are New Testament believers, but we act like old covenant saints. Because for some reason... We only think that salvation deals with eternal life. But I've got news for you today. Perhaps you've heard it before, but it takes, it's more than just that. Tell your neighbor, it's more than just that. Now, we just read an Old Testament scripture in Psalm 103. But if that was good, which it is, and what we have is better, which we do have, how many think that we might be living well below our privilege? Can somebody say amen to that? well below our privilege. The benefit package of God is no doubt is cradle to grave security and beyond. But the message of salvation, what we're going to talk about right here, takes you way beyond heaven, folks. There's a whole lot of stuff we're not walking in here today. Now, Dr. Dosick, in his, in his non-sermon that he just preached, 
<laughs> that non-sermon he just preached is so powerful that many of us, if we'll take hold of what he just said, we can begin walking in power and miracles that will blow your actual mind. Are you hearing me? Right? Because the benefit package of God involves so much more than we got and that we know about, but we haven't done something we need to do. Honey, may I have my snack? I asked for a snack, and I got a snack here this morning. All right. So we're going to try to get into this, but um, what do I have in my hand here? All right. I'm going to mess with my friends here. Would you? <laughs> she's like, you don't mess with me. Would you, would you mind just peeling that for me? Would you mind? You got to hurry it up, though, all right? Don't, don't take all day. And you can. <laughs> can the camera get the shot of that? Just messing with it, right? <laughs> there's a miracle. Everyone say, there's a miracle in my movement. There's a miracle in my movement. Now, for us to begin to operate in that and begin to flow in that, we're going to have to hear an instruction. So if you're taking notes, maybe you might want to scribble this down. If you need a miracle, you need to listen for an instruction. Did something just run across the floor? Oh, a tissue box. I thought it was like a squirrel or something. Because you know I'm in the country, right? I'm saying it's time to leave this church. Dr. Dosa, what's going on in this facility here? Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, sir. Now, what do I have in my hand? Are you sure? All right. Okay. Now, uh, why are you wiping your hands? You're not done yet. Just kidding. <laughs> can you give me, can you give me, can you break that apart a little bit? And, may I have that? Let's take that. Now, what do I have in my hand? No. Everybody got, got that one wrong. I love being right because I know the answers already, huh? Got a piece of orange, right? We don't have the orange. We got a piece of orange, Right? And what's happening is we have a piece of salvation. As a matter of fact, most believers, most churches in the North America circuit, for sure, if not around the world, are living on 20% of their salvation. I'm not making that up, 20% of their salvation. And so just like I said, you know, what is this? My wife said it was an orange, and I said it was an orange too. But the reality is it's a piece of orange. It's not the whole orange. And so most of us in this room, including yours truly, thank you, sir. You can eat that if you'd like, a little something. <laughs> you can go ahead with that. <laughs> um, are living on 20%. Now, the word to save or the verb to save, S-O-Z-O. Everyone say sozo. The, word, the verb to save is a word that actually has five components. Now, Dr. Dosik again talked about this last night. He talked about it again today, but let's talk about it a little bit further. It means eternal life. Everyone say eternal life. All right, so we got that. We understand Jesus is going to save me, and I'm going to die one day, and I'm going to go to heaven. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Right? And then we just got to struggle the rest of our days here on the planet. We kind of go through the motions. We show up in buildings like this, churches like this. We've got a fantastic band, a fantastic worship team. You've got, you've got one of the best preachers and pastors in the world on this planet. Y'all need to go ahead and give God praise for them. A man who lives a life, talks and walks, gets the job done. You got the greatest things happening, but what is really going on in your life is the question. All of this talk of miracles and all of this talk of breakthrough and all of this talk of praise and worship, but really 
got about 20% of this thing operating in our lives. One of the greatest scandals on the planet right now is that of unanswered prayer. That's the thing we don't talk about. Theologians and scholars and, and, and those who are pontificators of theology have designed entire schools of thought to explain away why you aren't going to get answers. And you're not going to get miracles. It's not really something that's a problem with God. The problem really isn't even the devil. How, how, how could it be the devil when his clock got cleaned? Jesus said, by the way, I have the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He said, all power is given to me in heaven and on earth. So it can't be him. It can't be the present president. Did you, did you see the air go out the room? I just, it, we all breathe this. It can't be president 44 or 43 or 37, or 29, not for the church, because neither one of those last two presidents or present president is your Messiah. So whatever happens in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue doesn't have to affect your life. Did you hear what I just said? You are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are the redeemed of the Lord in order to say something. You have been bought by the blood of Jesus. You are the redeemed of the Lord. So how could somebody sitting in a seat somewhere determine whether or not you get answers to prayer? So the problem can't be God. The problem can't be the devil. Probably leaves only one other person. Your in-laws, praise the Lord. Just, just kidding. Oh, did I say that? Praise the Lord, I'm back. Not my in-law. Not my mother-in-law. Love my mother-in-law. And not your mother-in-law, because she's watching right now. Hi, Mom. The problem's going to be with us. The problem is we're trying to do 100% of the job on 20% revelation. Everyone say eternal life. That's number one. You can write that down somewhere. You can put that in your notes. You can even get a tattoo of it if you really want to. Number two, everyone say Prosperity. Now, prosperity isn't an additive to the salvation package. When you got saved, you got eternal life, and you got prosperity. Come on, turn neighbor and say, I'm living well below my privilege. I've got my little clock here. It doesn't mean anything, but I just always feel better if it's running. But everyone say healing. Number three on my list. So if you got saved, if you got sozoed, guess what? You also got the healing part of your benefit package, right? That's part of your dental and your medical, right? That's all part of your package. But if you don't know your package, if you don't know your benefits, you're going to live well below your privilege wondering, I don't understand why I'm not getting all these other things. Why? Because you don't know the package. We'll cover some of that here in a minute. So we say eternal life. Prosperity, 
healing, peace. Everyone say peace. Now, peace isn't the absence of conflict always, but it's the ability to function while you're in the midst of conflict. How many people do you know right now are very troubled in their emotions or troubled in their minds? Do you know, do you know, do, do you know anybody who's, who's fighting through a little bit of thing called depression? Anxiety? And it seems like kids, even younger and younger, are needing to see a therapist and on some kind of drugs to help them manage and to get through. Am I not right about this? Right? How many think that we need the peace of God? Right? We need the peace of God. But if you and I don't know that's part of our benefit package, we'll leave that on the table. And then we'll just seek carnal means to try to solve something that cannot be solved in a carnal way. Some of the problems that you're facing cannot be adjusted except for the supernatural intervention of God. Can somebody say amen to that? How many of you got one or two things in your life right now that you know for a fact, unless Jesus steps into my situation, it ain't going to change? There's not enough money, not enough time, not enough energy, not enough counselors, not enough oil, right? Whether it's Crisco oil, whether it's pure virgin olive oil, right? It's not going to work. There's certain things that need God's attention and God's touch. Are you following? Is this okay? So that verb that you see, Jesus came to seek and to save that which lost, right? That's the verb or the word sozo. It carries with eternal life, peace, prosperity, healing, and deliverance from temporal evil. Deliverance from temporal evil. That means just because a thousand fall at your right hand, 10,000 don't have to fall on you. Are you hearing me? Right? Now, we just give way to what's going on in society and going on in the world. If you're watching CNN or Fox News or NBC or whatever you're watching, if you watch that long enough, your heart's going to fail you. You're going to think something's going to happen to you. Something's going to happen to yours. I'm not saying you shouldn't lock your doors, but I got news for you. You can even lock your doors. But unless you are delivered from temporal evil, something can come walking through your locked door. How many think we ought to call on the name of Jesus a little bit more? But if you don't know that that's part of the blessing plan of God, you will leave that out for something else. I can't be with my kids all the time, right? I can't be with my wife all the time. And if I'm not careful, I will worry myself sick, concerned about what's happening, what's going on. Everywhere we go, you got to be concerned about this and concerned about that. Well, part of that is because we don't realize that deliverance from the things that walk by day and walk by night is part of your covenant and is part of the blessing plan of God for your life right now. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, guess what? You got the whole thing in that one moment, somebody ought to say amen. amen. Just got to do some study. We'll find out that all of that came with the benefit package. Now, I said a little earlier, 
that your miracle is in your movement. And I really learned this from Dr. Dosey. I was, I was, I was, I was having miracles by accident for 30 years. I'm just accidental. I'm trying on purpose, but it was accidental. I was as surprised as everybody else when something happened. I'm still surprised. Like, really, can you really see? Check the videos, I promise you. No, seriously, no. Tell me, did it really happen? But it's a little different now because I realized something that because of the blessing plan of God, all I need to do is find out what God is saying, do what God is saying, then God will do what he said he's going to do. Somebody ought to give him praise about that. Now, like, like, like for real, for real, I need you to help me. This, I need you to turn to somebody and say, for real, for real. All right, I did that for my sister from Newark. For real, for real? Everyone say, for real, for real? There are things that God has said. And that until you do what God has said, you're not going to get what God has promised you already. There are promises, there are blessings that have been bought and paid for in your salvation, in your coming to Jesus, that will never come to your doorstep until you do what Jesus said to do. Turn to someone and say, you've got to get after this thing right. Tell them. Now, now, before you get offended, I don't want you to be offended because we haven't received the offering yet. I keep messing up. Around birthday time, around our church at the King's Cathedral, it seems like I get the hardest messages around my birthday. I get three and a half cards from the children's ministry as a result of that, right? So don't get offended by what I'm about to say, but, but I, I, I gotta, I, we came a long way not to tell you the truth. This apathetic, lazy, indifferent, spiritually ignorant, and illiterate church that we have in America, we are our worst enemy. We cannot get out of the way. We have maligned God. We have given praise to the devil. And we're sitting around wondering, when is Jesus going to come back? We hope he comes back soon. But what if he doesn't come back for another 100 hours? At some point, you and I are going to have to get off of our disobedience and get after the thing that God said to do. Can somebody say amen? amen. Now, don't be mad at me. But what you do proves what you actually believe. Not what you say. Not what you confess 15 times in the mirror. What you do consistently proves what you actually believe. You can say you believe in giving. If we check your checkbook register and giving is not in there, use a lie. Let me say it. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm in Botkins. I forgot. You are a prevaricator. You are a liar. You say that Jesus is Lord of your life. And the word of God is a final authority and absolute conduct. But you are living outside of the written word of God, let alone the rhema of God. 
you are living outside of the written word of God, you are a liar. I don't know how else to say it. I'm trying to be nice. Are you hearing me, right? But how many of you want to get, want to, get to the blessing place of God? Are you hearing me? How many of you got some family members that, that need to see the blessing of God upon your life? They need to see that there is a God who's in heaven, but he answers here on the earth. How many want to see that happen? It ain't going to happen as long as you're a liar. The Bible uses this word, uses this H word. <laughs> I shouldn't have this much fun right now. It's probably not right. Uses the H word. What is the H word, though? Oh, hypocrite. I did forget for a moment. Hate, it's hypocrite. But that Greek word for hypocrite is the same word where we get thespian from or actor. So we find in the Lord's church actors. We know how to put on the costume. We actually know how to walk through those doors and for the most part act like quote unquote Christians. We know how to say bless you brother God bless you, sister. And if you're part of certain churches, you'll say, I'm blessed and highly favored. Come on, right? I'm, how you doing, brother? I'm just blessed and highly favored. And if you're really saved and an academy-level actor, you will speak in King James English when you feel the anointing of God come upon your life. So now we're we're busy talking in, 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 in English all of a sudden. Then all of a sudden we just feel God. Now we got the thousand thithers. Talk to me, somebody. Am I not telling the truth? And we are actors and we are good. Now what we have to do, and we do this terribly, terribly well, is that we compare our acting skills with other people. Right? I know how to act a little bit more sanctified than the next person because I've been around some of the best actors in history. But when you check my real credential, I've got no evidence that I am that same person because the obedience factor isn't there. Dr. Dosick used the example of blind Bartimaeus. He's sitting there on beggar's roll. He's got the beggar's outfit on, but he heard that Jesus was coming. There's no record that he even knew what Jesus looked like, but he heard something about Jesus. And he, he heard Jesus coming down there with those sandals on or whatever he had, Birkenstocks, working boots. I don't know what Jesus was wearing, but he was wearing something. He's walking, and he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those other actors sitting on that road said, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. You a beggar. Your dignity's already pretty sharp. You might as well start crying out. Everyone say, Jesus, Jesus. Son, of Son of David, have mercy on me. Have I got my Bible lessons right? Jesus stopped and called the guy. 
the guy comes over, and Jesus says, what do you want me to do? I'm saying to myself, he's a beggar. It's probably evident he's on that street, and he's blind. Why are you asking me, what do I need? Because not everything we need do we really want. Right? And so he said, I want to see my sight. So Jesus said, guess what we're going to do? Let's make some, some mud out of saliva or something. Give you a mud mask. Give you a facial. And then send you. Some writers seem to think the distance of a quarter mile to go wash. I want you to go find that pool and wash in it. Man, I've never seen that pool. But as Dr. Dosick said, he's feeling his way. Still blind. People probably laughing at him. Got to that pool and he washed. But the Bible doesn't say he got the miracle when he washed. The Bible says he got the miracle when he came back. In other words, if you need a miracle, you have to listen for the instruction. Are you hearing me? There's miracles hanging over your head right now that God wants to drop, but there's no obedience. There's no hearing of God. There's no intimate relationship with God. So therefore, you're not birthing anything. You're not doing anything. You're not accomplishing anything, but you're building your acting skills. So we have an entire generation that doesn't want you to act anymore. They're living their truth. But we got to make some changes. According to my, my little clock here, I've been only preaching 15 minutes. That could be because I started it late. But you got 15 more minutes in you? Would that be all right? Now, again, again, because in this room tonight, you are one act of obedience away from releasing answers and miracles in your life. One act. I'm not making that up. That's not hyperbole. I'm not exaggerating. You are one act of obedience away. Blind Bartimaeus. What about the ten lepers? Jesus, do something for us. Jesus didn't stop and pray. Jesus didn't get the holy oil out. Jesus didn't lay hands on anybody. Jesus didn't even rebuke the disease. Jesus simply said, go show yourself to the priest. Now, those ten lepers were Jews. They knew exactly what that meant because the, the priest would examine them to see if they were healed or not. So those guys said, I guess we got something, and they started to go. They didn't sit there and say, you got to come over here and lay hands on me right now. You, you got, I want you to pray with me and hold my hand. He, he just said, go show yourself. And those 10 guys turned around and started going. They started going. But guess what happened? There was one that came back. Remember that? And Jesus said, hmm, weren't there 10? What happened to the nine except for this foreigner? Can we go a little deeper? Do you mind? You see, you see when that guy came back, there's two words for healing used in that text. The first word speaks of the, the, the stopping of the disease, the curing of the disease. But when he came back and said, your faith did something for you, that's the word where we get sozo from. You got restored. So others got healed, 
but this guy got restored. That means a creative miracle happened in that guy's life. Why? Because he listened to Jesus, came back, and had enough good sense to give him thanks. Somebody ought to put their hands together and give him praise. You just got to examine it for yourself. Right? You just got to examine it for yourself. Came back. Right? What about, what about that lady? The Bible calls her in the, in the Amplified Version a notorious wicked sinner. Luke chapter 7. She decides of her own volition to take what some seem to think was her dowry and bring it to Jesus. A year's wage and a precious gift. His disciples, his guys weren't happy about that, by the way. But nevertheless, she comes, anoints Jesus. She's weeping and crying. And you got to have a whole lot of hair and a whole lot of tears to wash and dry somebody's feet with your hair. This lady is broken. People are criticizing this very, this very act of generosity that's going on, right? But guess what happened? Not only, without a word, by the way, without a word out of her mouth, not only did she get saved, she also got restored. Just read the scriptures. You're going to find Sozo in that chapter as well. I'm here to tell you, folks, there, there, there's 80% of the blessing of God that's hanging out there that's not coming to us because we didn't follow the instruction. Now, now, why is it that we don't follow instructions? Now, I wrote this down so I could appear like I've been studying all day. <laughs> but I've got a friend who really is helpful to me, and he's called Google great prophet called Google. Just kidding. <laughs> there are several reasons why we're not getting the 80%. One of the reasons is we didn't know it existed. We thought prosperity was for special people, lucky people. We thought healing was kind of this, this thing in heaven where God kind of rolls the dice and and spins a wheel and says, I'm feeling a healing mood today, so I'm going to heal every seventh person. So because we didn't know it existed, we didn't know we could claim it. It's like getting a health insurance policy from your job and never reading it, right? We just didn't know it existed, right? That's one reason. I'm trying to give you the soft reasons first so we can ease into this. Secondly, we don't know how to access the benefit plan. We don't know how to. You are in an extremely well-taught environment. I promise you, in my vehicle right now, and I'm not saying that because, because Dr. Dosik's here, and he's probably going to be the one to sign my check a little later, and, and he knows how desperately the children need shoes. I'm not, I'm not saying that because of anything like that and how we might have to walk home unless he really, you know. I'm not saying any of those reasons. You're but an extremely well-taught church. How in God's name are we now walking in more of the blessing of God? How is that possible? In my car are his tapes. You know why? Because my mother didn't raise a fool. I'm saying he's getting results. I better just sit and listen, fall asleep on it, snore on it. 
whatever I got going on, I'm going to find out how to access this thing. I'm going to find out what faith is. I'm going to find out how to walk in it, how to talk in it, right? Because I'm going to get it. I'm going to tell on myself real quick, all right? Because I don't want to hurt anybody else's feelings. There was a very wealthy man in our city. I get 20 million, pretty, pretty wealthy. Like, seriously, I mean, it's not like Google money, but it's 20 mil. And I said, can I have lunch with you? I just want to ask you some questions about finance, you know. He agreed to meet with me at this private club, and I was there. I looked all spiritual and religious. And I, and, and, and I started talking about, you know, where I am. And him and his very Italian, Rhode Island's a very Italian cultural place, he took his two fingers together and he said to me, shame on you if you don't make money for your family. Shaky. I mean, this man rebuked me. I'm like, I want to cry. But he rebuked me. Can I say this without hurting anybody's feelings today? Shame on us. With all the information we have, all the revelation we have, I don't put myself in that list of, 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 of speakers this week. I, I, I thank God for his kindness in inserting us in here. Truth be told, my, the Bible says, you find a good wife, you obtain favor from the Lord. I mean, I, I'd, be, I'd be in a red roof inn if it wasn't for my wife. People, people put me on the floor. When I came here to fast and pray for three days, when the prayer was over, I was in the floor in this building by myself. Now, if Leilani was with me, you wouldn't have did that to me, would you? <laughs> but, the, but the preachers that come through this place, what's wrong with us? I used the prophet that'll be here tomorrow. And you, you can't come back out because you're tired. Can I, can I take on the persona, my friend? Shame on us. Is that all right? Can we go a little bit further? So we, we don't know how to access it. In other words, we don't really know what biblical faith is. Here it gets real deep. We don't follow instructions. Take any area of your life where there's a deficit, where there's a barrenness, where there's a lack, and I promise you, in most of the cases, you're going to find failure to act on the instruction. Failure to act on the instruction. God will not be accused and cry out as they did in the day of Malachi and say, it's vain to serve the Lord. It doesn't work. God's going to say you a lie. If you did what I told you to do, when I told you to do it, the way I told you to do it, that would not have happened. A number of years ago, I was minding my business. Everyone said he was minding his business. I'm just driving my car. It was my first leased vehicle or finance vehicle. It's a Mazda 626. I was rolling. It was gray. Red interior, and I was on my way to, to honor my word 
to somebody to be at an ordination service on 6 o'clock on a Sunday by myself. The car was overheating, though. All weekend it was overheating. I took it to a local place, and they apparently didn't fix it right. So on I-95, in the left lane, my car imploded. I took a bath in 190 degrees of antifreeze and water. I burned for five days. They kept trying to find new skin for five days. They said it would have been better for third-degree burns than what you had. They shot me with more morphine. They said, we cannot give this man any more morphine. We will kill him. I was conscious. Rolled out onto the highway, thinking I was going to get run over. But you can't, I mean, the car, the car, the, the, I don't know how antifreeze comes through the air conditioning event, but it just, are you hearing me? I'm serving God, y'all. I'm doing what God said to do. I was in the right place. I thought doing the right thing. But here's the problem. God said, through people, park the car. Sister-in-law said, take my car. I wanted to ride my car, though. Ah, no problem. No problem. And I'm laying in bed there for three days. On the third day, third day. Third day, I'm laying in there. And I, I said, God, you got to talk to me about this. Because this, this, this is wrong. He said, I spared your life because of your wife's prayers. I would have spared you the burns had you listened to me. Are you, I'm not making it up, folks. I don't know your story, but I'm telling you my story. Failure to follow the instruction. What is the instruction in your life right now that you are delaying and ignoring and kicking down the road and say, I'll get around to it? What's the walk in your blindness that has been required of you that you're failing to do because you want God to heal you a different way? What is it that leads us to the, to the next and the last reason why we're not walking in it? Because we've ignored the person of the Holy Spirit who is a teacher and a revelator. He's not a goosebump. He's not a feeling. He's not a mist. He's not a ghost. Thank God he's not a ghost. And God is not a ghost. He's not a, just an impression. It's a person who's on the earth, who's going to lead you and lead me into all truth. So why wouldn't he show you how to get out of where you're at? You know, most of our worship, if I may say this, most of our worship is synthetic, manufactured, and a copycat. This church, for instance, in my humble opinion, does a disservice to you by the level and the quality of worship that they produce. Sounds odd, doesn't it? 
You know why? Because we actually come here thinking that as we are in worship and they're worshiping, we're worshiping. You don't have worship, folks, unless, unless you're doing it by yourself. This corporate thing we got, uh, they don't sing your song, you don't feel God. They cut it too short, you're like, oh. If they tell you you can't dance up here, all of a sudden you're offended. They're always quenching the spirit. What are you talking about? I'm going somewhere with this point. You see, because when the Holy Spirit becomes that person to you, and he becomes Lord in your life now, he will speak to you about those instructions. And you won't be able to always draw a straight line between the instruction of the Holy Ghost and your breakthrough. It's not going to make sense always. Why, why, why? God, why do you want me to do that? Ah, just, just do it. And then he releases something over here. And because I can't connect that dot, I don't realize that I was following the instruction of the Holy Ghost. So you and I have got to do something. Perhaps we can start it tonight. I don't know. But you and I have to do something. We have some repenting to do. Our wholesale rejection of the lordship of the Holy Spirit in our life is one of the key reasons why we're not walking in more of the fullness. Got to do some repenting. We have, to, we have to be honest about, you know, I missed that. You said go left and I went right. You said go straight and I went right. You said you want this in your life, but yet you're not following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Then you're frustrated, mad, angry, and disappointed. You're going to backslide, write nasty letters to the pastor, leave the church, and go somewhere else among the dead. Is that making some sense? I'm, 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 I'm so sorry that this wasn't like last night. I'm so sorry. But wouldn't it be beautiful if from tonight on we became people truly of the Spirit? When he tells you something, this is what's been happening to me. He's been taking me back 10, 15, 20, 30 years and showing me where the snake got into the garden of my life. He says, you remember that thing you did? The thing you didn't do? The thing you should have done but you didn't do? The thing you said you shouldn't have said? He says, remember that? It's not condemnation. He says, you need to repent of that. You need to change your thinking on that. Then all of a sudden, he, he corrects something in my history that snaps forward into my present. Why? Because he lives in the past, present, and future all at the same time. So God, listen to me, God is watching your past, your present, and future at the same time. He can unhook you from stuff that happened in your yesterday. But it'll be the Holy Ghost that'll show you. So can I ask you just to stand to your feet, if you're able, if not, you know, it'd be okay. Sometimes, to be quite honest with you, sometimes I sometimes prefer to sit because my legs might be tired. I'm so busy trying not to be tired and mad at the guy. I just said, you know, I'm just being honest with you. And um, 
want to do, just, just, just by way of an example, let's worship a little bit. But you have to do the worship. I would ask that the worship team play. They could sing something. But you've got to do the worship because we're going to kind of open ourselves up and then we're going to listen for instruction. That would be all right? Hallelujah. How many need an instruction because you need a breakthrough or a miracle in your life in some area, right? Don't you think it would be pretty cruel and unusual for God not to help you with that instruction? Doesn't make any sense, does it? He wants to speak, right? But you're right as a child of God. Daddy wants to talk and you to listen. It's going to take something, though. So let's just worship him a little bit. Some of us may not even know how to do that unless they help us, right? But out of your own mouth, just if nothing else, just begin to thank God. Lord, we love you. We give you praise. Sometimes in these moments, I actually pray with other tongues because my mind can still think about the things I need to pray about, but my spirit prays. Rasun darase. Oh, Master, Savior, Redeemer, we honor you. Come on. Jesus, we adore you. Glory to Jesus. Keep on worshiping. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna talk, but keep on worshiping. There are things right now, there are things, the low-hanging fruit too. There's some decisions. Some, some yeses that got to come out of your spirit today. Say, yes, Lord, I'll do that. Yes, Lord, I'll obey that. Yes, Lord, I'm so sorry I didn't, I didn't do that. Yes, Lord, right? Glory to God. I want you to get that thing in your, in your mind right now that you're saying, yeah, I got, yeah, 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 I got to do that. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, Lord. Right? Just, just go ahead and do it. Just go ahead right where you are. Glory to God. Now, you got to follow this instruction, y'all. Got to follow the instruction. Saying you'll do it at home. It won't work for you. You got to do it right now. Follow the instruction. Whatever that is. Glory to God. God, I just say, I, you know, I, I repent of that, that delayed thing, Lord. I'm so sorry about that, Lord. Yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on. Me sakatoro sotarabayeshe. Rabo satarabakanda. Yesitiando robo sanda. Yekitala morame itarebe. Rabaso ka yekeando. Rabo sanderiaso. Come on, stay here. Stay here just for a moment. Manda rabo sataka yese. For some of you are the curse breaker. Many of you are the one that's turning it around. It'll be your sacrifice. It'll be your obedience. That's going to right the ship of three generations gone astray. Hallelujah. It's going to be your obedience. It's going to be your sacrifice that's going to right the ship of three generations of disobedience. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just worship. Come on, worship team, you can raise it up. That's beautiful. Come on, come on, come on. 
I would be absolutely shocked if you don't get an instruction right now. I'd be shocked. Rabo sata kayete ande. Rabo sata yeti ato roboso. Rabata yeki ande riase. Rabo ziki ande. There have been some in this room, and the dealings of God have come upon you in the middle of the night, and you didn't get out of bed. I'm telling you, God's dealing with some of you. He's very loquacious. He will talk at any time he wants to. Next time, get up. Even if you get up and fall asleep somewhere else in the house, just get up. I'm telling you, there's going to be a breakthrough. There's some people in this in this room right now, some watching, no doubt, but in this room right now, you've had chronic, you've had chronic pain. Keep worshiping, folks. You've had chronic pain. <laughs> driving here I was praying in the Holy Ghost probably around exit 99 and I'm telling you that chronic pain is about to leave your body now if you won't try to get healed and simply receive and do it I'm going to direct you to do it in a moment that pain is going to come out to your body and the change is going to come now my dear mother who's 79 years of age was watching me in the morning on a morning decree that I do. And I called out a word of knowledge about somebody who's having a, a sciatic issue. And I said, put your hand on your hip right now. If you've got chronic pain anywhere in your body, put your hand on that, put your hand on that body. Just stay with me now. Put your hand in that area right now. Hey! I feel God's help. My mother was watching. And you know what she did? She did it. I'm the youngest of four. She put her hand right in that area. And you know, God instantly healed my mother, who was in Virginia Beach, and I'm in Rhode Island. I didn't even know it. I didn't know she was watching, didn't know she was on. But God healed her of that sciatic. Why? It wasn't because it was her baby boy. It's because she followed the instruction. She was the blind Bartimaeus and just did what was told her to do. Hey! Come on, put that in, put that, put that, put that hand on that, on that area. Don't care where it is. It's irrelevant. Doesn't care. I don't care how long it's been. It's irrelevant. Doesn't matter what the doctor said. It's irrelevant. Follow the instruction. Father, I thank you for this. Thank you for your confirmation. I curse now in Jesus' name that chronic pain that is in that body. I curse it in the name of Jesus commanded to wither and die. I loose the working of miracles. I command that pain to come out now in Jesus' name. Loose them. Come out now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, if that was you, I want you to start moving that arm, move that leg, move that hip, bend over, try that ankle out, move that knee. You got to do it. You got to do it. Now, now, if you if you know that there's been a change in that body, I need you to wave at me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
I'm not talking about by faith. I'm talking about you got it, right? 15, 20 people, I don't know, right? Glory to God. Now, now what happens when, when it didn't just happen? You got to be like those lepers. Are you hearing me? Put your hand back on there. This is true. This is true in, the, in, in Mexico with Dr. Dosick. I, we, we, I think I pray for everybody twice. But I wasn't deterred because of what I've been taught. Put your hand on that area. Rasoto roku Manda, curse a growth in Jesus' name. That's pushing, pushing upon a nerve. I command that thing to come out now in Jesus' name. Release from that. I command that radiate, the radiating pain to go now, now in Jesus' name. Come out now in Jesus' name. Now begin to move. Come on, begin to move, begin to move, begin to move. One more time. If you felt an immediate change, I want you to raise your hand and wave. Raise your hand and wave. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Keep on moving it. Yeah, there you go. Tell the person next to you, I'm not going to lose my healing. Come on. Now, what happened just now? What happened? It was simply a matter. It really is just simple, folks. We got to know who we are and whose we are. We got to listen for the instruction and then do it. Some of you will literally wake up and you'll find that the situation is gone. As a former soccer player, I had some knee damage. I went to the orthopedic person. I'm limping around. I'm limping around, limping around. He took x-rays and said, here, this is where the tear is. We're going to have to operate. Now, if you know anything about me, I need three days notice to get my teeth clean. Doctor, oh, you'd have to shoot me with all kinds of stuff. Five days in advance to even look at my teeth. Are you hearing me? Because I'm a, I wasn't going under nobody's knife. I said, I'll just drag it. But I said, you know what? Let me let me start. Let, let me let me try. Let me start honoring the word of God in this matter. And I am telling you, my wife will tell you, right? I'm talking about I played soccer in Belgium. I played soccer in Holland. I shouldn't be walking and doing what I'm doing right now. And you know, God healed my thing. And it scared me because I'm saying, what happened? Where happened to the tear? Where did it go? I'm still wondering, where did it go? All I know is, I have to remind myself that I should have been in pain. It doesn't make any sense. But for me, it didn't happen instantly. Are you hearing me? For me, it didn't have, I, had to, I had to walk that thing out. Every time fear would come, I'd have to say, Father, I just thank you that I got it back there on that day, and I'm just waiting on the delivery of it. Come on, come on. I got the receipt of the Word of God that says I already got it. It's in my benefit package. I'm waiting on my benefits to show up. Somebody put your hands together and give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bless your name. Glory. Dr. Dose, how would you like me? Folks, listen, please hear me when I say this. I, I beg of you tonight, 
in this offering, please do not do it out of a need to act as an actor. But instead, like seriously, if it's a dollar or $10,000, you want to put your faith in it. How do you put your faith in it? You call it what it's supposed to be for you. You're saying by your giving, according to Galatians chapter 6, verses 6 through 10, that I refuse to lose the revelation I heard tonight. In order to keep that revelation, read the text, you must sow into the spirit of what you just heard. So the Bible says, God is not mocked by mere pretension. You cannot play God. You cannot get over in God. You cannot hear a word and not sow into it if you have the means to do that. So I want you to, if you believe that giving causes your increase to come, then you will give. Come on, amen? We got farmers here, I'm sure. If you're going to farm a thousand acres, you better sow a thousand acres worth of seed. Come on, amen? So I want you to get ready to, 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 to sow that offering, but you're going to do it in a different way today. I'm going to sow it from I'm going to sow it from my heart. And I don't want you to if it's a dollar and you're and you're ashamed of it, do not be ashamed of your dollar. Don't be ashamed of your $10,000 either. I mean that sincerely. God is speaking to you. You want to hold on to the revelation. You can't hold on to it unless you sow into it according to Galatians chapter 6 verses 6, 7, 8 and 9 and 10. You can't hold it. That's why some people lose what they got by the time they hit the parking lot. Are you hearing me? 